We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. But of course, we're going to forget about him tonight because we have a guest of the show, special guest of the show. I'm super excited for this, guys. Uh, he has a dream job. He really does. It is, it is the dream job. He, um, he is the voice that you hear at Angel Stadium, Michael Araujo. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time and, and talking for us. I know this, uh, I'm trying to get you on for a couple of days, but I appreciate it so much. It, it means a sure. lot to me that you can come on and talk with us. So uh, how's, how's the off season going? I mean, I guess kind of the off season. I know you do LA Galaxy as well and jumping back into that, but uh, how's everything going with it, with your life? Yeah, so far so good. I mean, you know, obviously the last couple of years have been crazy for everybody in different routines and schedules, but um, all in all, uh, so like my real job is a teacher. And so, uh, but I, I actually work with the students who uh, want independent study, virtual learning. And so, uh, so I go into school, but they don't. So it's, it's, uh, but it's been an interesting year for sure. And, and so the off season has been uh, good, got some time to relax and so forth. And then, because once the season comes, it's definitely a grind. Uh, but but, uh, you know, uh, a bad day at the ballpark is still better than most days. I say that about fishing, but uh, we can say the same thing about the ballpark as well. So. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to complain about a day at the ballpark. So, exactly. Nate, 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 how you doing? You excited? Yeah, the, yeah, the ballpark is probably the right answer there, actually. But, no, I'm, I'm really excited to have Michael on. This is going to be this is gonna be awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's dream come true. Absolutely. No, and like I said, dream job uh, that Michael has here. Um, but first thing I want to start off with, and, and my brother, when I told my brother you're coming on, uh, he was like, you, you have to tell him that he is the voice of me walking up at Villa Park Baseball. Um, so he wants to thank you for that, first off, you know, so thank you for doing that. And then, I mean, just a little plug. Um, what is that that you do? You know, tell, tell everybody. You have a little. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's an app called Ballpark DJ. And I was approached hmm, probably three years ago. And basically what it is, it's this pretty complex in terms of all the things that you can do, but it's super user friendly. Um, And it's an app where, you know, literally uh, teams, uh, high school teams, I've even had some semi-pro teams uh, can basically download the app and they can, you know, upload their own music and uh, they can record their own introductions and so forth, you know, uh, leading off for your angels, you know, and all that kind of stuff on their own, or they can uh, pay for a professional announcer. And so there's myself, there's Casey Motter, who's in Atlanta. Um, There's um, Marisol Castro, who's in New York with the National League. Um, And we have a former uh, Chicago guy. And we, so we've got about, uh, I think there's seven or eight of us that, that offer the professional voicing, but it's super affordable. It's two ninety nine a kid. Um, and so to get, you know, professional level announcers who are, uh, providing that service is pretty, pretty rare. So, oh. cause I know a lot of other apps and stuff, you know, they're charging, you know, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. So. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And I had to plug you there on that one. So thank yeah, you. No, I appreciate that. that out. I might go do it for two ninety nine and, and make it my, uh, my alarm in the morning or something like that. <laughs> I've, I've had some of that kind of stuff too. Yeah, for well, sure. But, yeah. but the, the main thing is to kind of give kids that extra experience of, of having, uh, a, you know, a pro level announcer. Yeah, absolutely. That's all. Them. That's always the coolest thing. Like I, we mentioned, I was talking about this off, uh, off the record, but uh, it was the coolest thing when we had music for the first time. It was the coolest thing when the announcer, we had our announcer for the first time, you know, I mean, it's just a super cool thing. So if anybody's listening and wants to do that, go check it out. Um, they do a fantastic job there. Got to hear my brothers, a whole team do it. And it was, it was a lot of fun to hear, hear your voice um, do that. So the voice of the angels when you're at the stadium, pretty sweet, pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. So uh, <laughs> born and raised in, in Southern California. Yeah, born and raised. I grew up in uh, Laverne, and so kind of uh, on the edge of Sangro Valley, and pretty much lived kind of right along the foothills all my life. Ranch Cucamonga, currently in Upland. Uh, so yeah, don't want to get raised. don't want to get you in trouble here, but Angels fan growing up, Dodger fan growing I up. I was so so you know full disclosure, uh, very little kid when you know I was dumb and and influ- easily influenced. Uh, no, I was a Dodger fan till I was about six and, um, you know, a lot of influ- influence from my grandfather, but he passed away. And, and then my dad, he was open to taking us to games, but didn't want to go all the way to Dodger stadium in Laverne. We could just shoot right down 57. And so, yeah, I mean, I grew up, in fact, I was just, uh, talking to him on Sunday, had, had brunch with him. And he was saying, do you remember when we used to drop you and your brother off at Angel Stadium? I said, yeah, what were you thinking? I was eight, he was 10. And they would literally drop us off, you know, pull up uh, outside behind home plate and say, all right, we'll see you after the game's over. I have no idea how how they even found us to pick us up afterwards because there was no pagers, there was no cell phones, anything. Like, I don't know. But yeah, they would take us to the game. So, I mean, I started going to Angel Games probably uh, age six, seven. and um, I mean, I, I basically forced my dad when I was around that age, eight, nine years old, we were on a trip, uh, to Northern California, Yosemite area. 
and I had, you know, the map out and I'm looking and I see that there's this town in central California called Angel's Camp. I'm like, dad, dad, we got to go to Angel's Camp. I got to get a picture at Angel's Camp. I mean, it's Angel's Camp. And he was like, no, it's 30 miles the other way. We're not going. I'm like, but dad, we're so close. We got to go. And so sure enough, I've got a picture of me standing in front of the sign to Angel's Camp. And so, yeah, I was hardcore addicted. My brother and I, we wrote letters to Gene Autry. Um, got a response once on some cool little letterhead and stuff. So, yeah, uh, it was. And I think, honestly, it was because like what really dug me in deeper was a lot of my dad's friends were all Dodger fans and oh, they would just talk smack nonstop. And so I would, you know, I had to learn everything about the angels and, you know, the good things and just so I could try to defend my team. Um, so, but yeah, ended up going to um, the, you know, the run in 2002, I was at uh, one of the games against the Yankees, one against actually the clincher against the twins and then um, I was at game six and seven. So that's awesome. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. you know, dream job for, you know, probably exactly what you kind of what you wanted to do uh, growing up. When did you know you wanted to, you know, be the PA guy, you know, like when did you <laughs> want to be the voice, you know, did that just like all of a sudden happen or. It did. I mean, it really was not anything. It wasn't like I dreamt like, oh, I want to be that guy. It, it was never that I always did pay attention to the voices but um you know as i went to different venues but it wasn't ever anything that i was even aware that i was genuinely interested but i do remember you know i worked in college i worked at some like summer camps and things like that and you know there'd be a pa system there and i mean i do have looking back trying to reflect on it I have vivid memories of grabbing that microphone in the, you know, dining hall when everybody's gone. It's just me and some staff and like doing a Lakers, you know, uh, opening night introduction and doing all that kind of stuff. So there was something there, but I just, I wasn't really aware of it. My passion was sports though. And so um, I really just kind of backed into the whole thing. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool to hear that, you know, and it was just like, how, how did you get there? So, I mean, you just, were you just constantly like on, on a microphone doing this or like, how did, how, how'd you get to be the angels, you know, PA announcer? And, I, and I'm sorry if my internet's going in and out here, I know that I have better internet, but um, <laughs> I can, I can see it happening in, in the background, but how, how did you get to uh, the angels announcer or is it the angels PA? Announcer? So yeah, it, that was definitely via the LA galaxy. And so what happened there was I, I started, I mean, I was really, you know, I played soccer all throughout. So it was really interesting. I never played baseball, but I was super passionate about the angels. Uh, I played soccer, but we didn't have, you know, professional soccer here at that point growing up. And so in 96, I was in college. Uh, well, yeah, kind of, um, and a former roommate of mine was working for the galaxy. And so I ended up going to the very first game as a fan and he took us down to the field and said, Hey, we're looking for, uh, you know, some volunteers. And so I volunteered for half the season and they started paying us. And then, you know, fast forward two years, I believe in 98, I ended up in the production booth and my job was to stand behind the PA announcer and wait for the cue 
from the producer that, okay, P announcer is supposed to talk, which we were all in the same room. So it was kind of a silly job, but that was kind of my, my first exposure. Then I became the producer. And uh, so we had a game, we had games at Cal State Fullerton and our PA announcer wasn't available. And so basically I got tagged like, okay, you do it. I was like, wait, what? And I, I'm, I'm doing this. So like, you'll be fine. Do it all. So I was the announcer. I was, I ran the music. I did the scoreboard and the, there was a matrix board there. And so I was doing it all. So anytime after that, that we had games at Fullerton, I was doing the announcing. So that's kind of where I started cutting my teeth, if you will. And then a few years after that in 2002, I'd had enough. It was no longer fun. And so uh, I, I stepped down and I was out one game. And at that time, in between those two games, our announcer for the Galaxy got hired with the Dallas Cowboys. And so he, he was gone. He went to Dallas. And so they called me and says, hey, you know, you don't have any responsibilities here anymore. And we know you've done the kind of backup announcing. Can you fill in? And so I did it. And it was way different, loved it. And I thought, man, I need to call them and see if I can finish out the season. And they called me on Monday and said, do you want to finish out the season? I said, yes, I do. So that was in 2002. And it was definitely a fake it till you make it. Uh, they wanted a celebrity voice in 2003 because we were moving into a new stadium and all this stuff. And they didn't find anyone. And so two weeks before the season, they called me. And I said, yep, I would love to do it. And uh, I never missed games. I, if they needed coffee, sure. I'll go get coffee. You want towels run to the locker room? You got it. I'm on it because I wanted to be, I wanted to be, you know, invaluable. And so it wasn't just that, uh, because if, if they figured out and really listened, they would understand. I didn't know what I was doing. So I thought if I can be just a source of, you know, helpful and, oh, hey, he's a hard worker, whatever, then, you know, maybe they'll forget about the other part because it, it was bad. Like in, in 2003, our home opener, my buddy recorded it, uh, brought it into work and it was on ABC. I'll never forget. Rob Stone introduced, he tosses it, says, you know, now we turn it over to LA Galaxy public address announcer, Mike Rajo. And and now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise for the singing of our national anthem. And I'm like listening to this. I'm like, oh, my God, is that really what I sound like? And my friend's like, well, apparently that was horrible. <laughs> so it was my first lesson of like, just stay within my voice. Like I am not, uh, you know, Eric Smith or Alan Roach. I don't have that just absolute bottom, you know, baritone voice. I have some depth in my voice, but I, I'm not that. And so don't try to be them. Don't emulate, even though it's amazing. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Uh, so I just had to kind of learn to, like I said, stay within my voice. And, and uh, so anyway, that got us 2003, got to fast forward <laughs> all the way to 2013. And um, the angels, obviously David Courtney passed away. And so um, the angels kept it pretty low key. They didn't do a, you know, worldwide search. Uh, they reached out to a handful of teams. And, and so from what I understand, there were about eight of us that they spoke to, invited three of us to Arizona for spring training for an audition. And I was fortunate enough to be included in that. 
Um, and I did my, uh, my first time ever doing baseball. Uh, but I obviously I knew the game and, and that was demonstrated when, um, it was, I was basically told, you know, Hey, write in your lineups in your script, but then transition to this other sheet that MLB provides when you're doing, you know, the batters and you can keep track of the order. Again, I've never done baseball. So, okay, fine. That works. And, um, but now I'm like five pages past the lineup in the script and they don't have a mic stand. So I'm holding the microphone. I'm one handed basically. And the first batter's coming up to the plate and he's, they said, okay, it's time to introduce the batter. I'm like, I don't even know who's up because the lineup card that MLB provides only has their last name. So I don't know his first name. So it's Bloomquist, Bloomquist. Um, and I'm trying to go back and I can't get it. I can't put the mic down because it's a hot mic. So I'm like just desperate. And he, my now boss is like, you got to go. You got to introduce him. And so I'm standing there I just, leading off for the Diamondbacks, right fielder, number eight, Willie Bloomquist. I turn off the mic. I drop it, scatter back. And I'm like, oh, thank God that was right. Okay. And my boss says, what just happened? And I told him what I just told you. And he's like, how'd you, how'd you know it was Willie Bloomquist? I'm like, I mean, it's a pretty unique name. And there was only, the only guy I could think of was Willie Bloomquist. And batting eighth was McDonald. And I'm like, glad he wasn't leading off because I probably would have said Ronald. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so it was, that was, you know, a moment in my audition, but it demonstrated that I knew the game and I, and, um, new major league baseball. And so, uh, I got a call a week later and, and they said, we'd like to offer you the position. So the rest is history. That's awesome. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. That was how it all happened. Nine seasons ago. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really cool. And I, I enjoy listening to, uh, it's going to sound kind of weird, but I enjoy listening to the voice at angel stadium. I really do. It's, it's a fantastic voice. It works very well with the stadium. So Nate, I know you had a couple questions that you might want to ask i know i've kind of left you off on the side here a little bit no but. no it's fine i just wanted to hear him speak yeah, i mean no. who cares about me super cool story i i, I love well, listening to this we'll, we'll just continue to, to listen to him but to be fair because i i do listen to your guys show i listen to a number of podcasts but it it's fun for me too to kind of see you guys and see your faces and and as often as you are putting a face to the voice yeah Oh, that's super no. cool. That's, that's cool to hear that you actually listen, you know, like the, yes. voice, like the voice of the angels and, and John, I know John's going to be listening to this and Brock and such like that. Yeah. Uh, John, the voice of the angels listens to us. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pretty cool. Nate, you had a couple questions. I know. Yeah. First one for you, uh, favorite game or most memorable game you've been a part of, um, baseball wise. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess I got to go. Whew. I mean, the one, because that question has been asked uh, once or twice. And, and I feel like the first thing that always pops into my head, and I'm not sure why, uh, not that it wasn't uh, amazing, but there are some other phenomenal moments, but I think it would have to be uh, Albert Pujols' 600th home run because it was just, there was so much anticipation. Mm. Um, it was a, a, like a, just a joyous moment. And I mean, as even as, as, you know, working at the stadium, we were tracking, we would watch every time he would come up to plate, they would up to the plate. We would, they would switch out the balls mm -hmm. and, you know, cause they had those marked. Yep. 
And so we'd be, you know, with our binoculars trying to see what number is it? And, <laughs> and so it was just this whole thing. And I mean, it, it did take, uh, you know, a little longer than I think everybody hoped and, mm-hmm. and, but it was at home and it was just like the perfect moment it was a grand slam, like so many pieces of it. And, and I mean, it's truly, you know, I, five people have hit over 600, I think. Yep. So, I don't know. I, something like that. I'm not sure the exact number, but it, it's obviously an extremely rare feat. And so, you know, there were other memorable moments, obviously the, the combined no hitter, but that has a, a sad element to it, <laughs> but that was a phenomenal you know, moment, but uh, you know, you got to go with your first instinct, right? So, yeah, absolutely. That's what I tell my students, if you see something and, and that's what you think, that's the answer. And so pool six, 600 home runs. Yeah, that's definitely a good one too. Um, so you said you were a baseball guy, so that's, that makes the job even more fun, honestly, I think. But is there a guy that has been your favorite to announce? It could be an angel. It can, I want one to be an angel and I would like one to be, you know, a non-angel because I think those are always fun too. Cause you know, just being a baseball fan, there's like a guy where you're like, oh man, this guy's coming in. Like, I can't wait to announce his name or something like that. So who, who are the two guys for you? Oh man. So in terms of just overall like fun names to, to say uh, one that definitely sticks out was Alberto Cayaspo. There's just something, it's a rhythm. Alberto, I don't even know how I did it. Alberto Cayaspo. There's just something like that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, But then another one that was also fun. And again, these are guys, you know, they weren't necessarily the stars of the team, but they they were just kind of fun names to say uh, was, you know, Chris. Leading off for your angels. I forget his number. Anyway, catcher, Chris Ionetta. I don't know. It's just fun. No. But I mean, <laughs> those I are think good. if I gotta say, oof, I mean, be all right. I'm going to pick Otani over trout because I actually don't love the little growl thing that I do, but single syllable <laughs> names are hard to say. And so, and it's trout. You got to give them a little bit of oomph. And so, but I think Shohei Otani just has, again, that, uh, that flair, you know, so leading off for your angels, designated hitter number 17, Shohei Otani. Get to draw out that O a little bit. Um, (laughs) You could close your eyes right now, Jared, and we could think that we're like at the game, right? (laughs) Yeah, the stadium. (laughs) This is unbelievable. That's awesome. This is unbelievable. (laughs) So, yeah, I think in terms of the stars and so forth, Otani wins it, but uh, Ian Eder, Kayaspo were definitely up there. Uh, and then as far as non, okay, I'm going to cheat here because <laughs> I, I left, I left one guy off, but, uh, when he came back, uh, well, I think it, actually we had him this season, um, uh, as a member of the Diamondbacks, our favorite right fielder, number 56, Cole Calhoun. And I gave him a little bit of his Calhoun treatment uh, as a member of the Diamondbacks when, when we introduced him. Um, so that was, that was fun. But to truly answer your question, I mean, it would have to be 
uh, in part because of, of what they did, it would be a tie. Uh, and again, kind of going back to that Pujols thing, the baseball connection, mm-hmm. uh, when both Jeter and Mariano Rivera did oh. separately their, their farewell tours yeah, and, you know, got to introduce them. And, and cause I, I do not play up the opposing team unless it's a Calhoun kind of a scenario, a little, you mm-hmm. know, thank you, welcome back type thing. But if they've never been a part of the Angels organization, I would never, you know, play them up. But this was a moment where we were kind of honoring each of them and so got to give them that little extra oomph. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. That yeah. is pretty cool. I said I, that just you hear, just hearing, you know, the uh, – and I said the voice at Angel Stadium. That's that's super cool. You know, like the dream job. It's awesome to hear that. I appreciate you doing that. Um, last thing before I, before we let you go here. Um, it's a must, by the way. Well, I, I got two things then. The first thing is you're a foul, you're a foul ball magnet. Yes. You know, uh, a, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It, I actually, it's happened so often that I, because I would, after the first couple people will ask me, uh, Oh, who, who hit it? And like, I don't know. I mean, and, (laughs) and so I actually started keeping track. And so I can actually tell you, I mean, I've gotten crazy. I mean, it's like, there's uh, a war rating attached to it or something. uh, Cause (laughs) I have down to, I have notes of like who the, the pitcher was, what inning it was uh, like, yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I just see you post you, you post a picture after like a lot of foul balls you catch. Um, and I, of course, I think Victor Victor at the time and Gooby and uh, right. everybody has to say, "Oh, look who caught the foul ball!" <laughs> so, you know, you you are in particular the past couple like twenty, I think uh, 2021, 2019, You were a foul ball magnet. We I saw we um, you, you did catch a lot of foul balls. So I mean, that was yeah, that was cool. So it's been a total of seventeen. Uh, but in 2019, I mean, listen, I'll just say the dates, 2019, April 18th, April 23rd, May 2nd, June 11th, June 12th, June 4th, July 14th, August 28th, September 14th, and then the final game of the season, uh, September 29th. Nine. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. And then in 2021, reopening day, caught another one. Like, what? Impressive. I don't know. That's uh, let's see. That's ten foul balls in eighty-three games, if I'm not mistaken. Probably a little less than that. If you, uh, I mean, yeah, home less than that. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, a little less. That's impressive. It, it was bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. That's impressive. I mean, you have a that's a fantastic spot to be catching foul balls. It is. Yeah. It really. Zach, is. Camp, Zach Campbell is probably you know loving would love to sit in that spot, but you know that's, <laughs> right. that's impressive that that many balls have gone there. I mean, yeah. You know, that's why I wear a glove. It's not to be oh, a show yeah. for, it's, it's protection purely. <laughs> Those, the ones that come in, they are zingers. They come oh, in yeah. hot. Definitely. They're so, not the fly balls hand- to go up to the third deck. No, no. <laughs> left-handed bats only though. Yeah. The oh. righties don't hit them our way. Well, hopefully not. That's a, that's a heck of a pool right there. That is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, True. All right. Last sure. thing before we get you going, Nate and I talked about this. We need, can, can you do Mike Trout for us one time? Can you, <laughs> sorry, I have to, I have to. All good. All good. It's all, it's all part of it, right? Yeah. Sorry. All right. Uh, let's see here. Got to get in. No. He's, number uh, He's number 27 plays center field. Are you sure? <laughs> anyway. Okay. No, I, I'm not going to say anything else. Sorry. Uh, leading off for your angels center fielder, number 27, Mike Trout. Love it. Yeah.
Fantastic. Love it. That's awesome. So cool. Thank you so much for doing that. We yeah, had, thank you. We had been talking about this for a couple of days. We were like, we had to make him do one. We have to make him do one. And <laughs> you, had, you, did, you did a couple. You did a couple, but I had to get you to do Mike Trout. As and well. he already did Otani. So. He did Otani, which I was going to I was debating about. I was like, do I do Otani? Do I do Trout? He did Otani, so I'll make oh, I got to make There you go. There you go. I appreciate it. And, <laughs> yes. and I do. We appreciate you, um, John. We really do. With us, um, sure. Talking Halos, taking the time um, out of your day. Um, best of luck in in 2022. I hope we we get that little championship <laughs> ring. I don't know if you need luck, yeah. but um, but uh, you know you have a fantastic season. Hopefully we can get you on again. Um, after sure. This. Yeah. Let me know. Talk a little bit of and hopefully more foul balls come your way. So yeah. yeah. Um, plug the uh, plug the was it the ballpark DJ? Plug that. It, yeah. It's, it's ballpark DJ. The app you can go on at ballparkdj.com. And it's a way if, if you want the voice of a couple different teams, uh, but mine in particular, you can go to Ballpark DJ and order uh, professional voicing and pick me and I'll introduce your kids on Saturdays, Sundays, whenever. It'll all be under your control. Absolutely. Go do that um, for you guys. So guys, just want to thank you again so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tim. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. Um, Michael, if you want to plug your Twitter, you can do that. Yeah, too. sure. I mean, why not? It's Michael Rahu 55 Absolutely. And again, thank you so much for joining us here um, again at Talking Halos. Uh, fantastic. This is one of the best podcasts I think that we've we've had here. Um, it, it was really cool to hear the insight of the, the voice of the angels when you are at the stadium. So guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.